What's up, everybody, and welcome to Somebody's Mama podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Kendra. And we're so excited to be here today. We had a little break and now we're back. And this episode is going to be so juicy. We're talking about relationship talk. And it's just, it's, it's a good one. And it's our 50th episode. Woo! So we are here and we got a lot to say about relationship talk. But before we get into it, Kendra, what have you been up to? I know the last time we spoke, you were getting ready for a vacation. Yes. So um, last week we spent a full week in Texas. Um, so traveled with our entire family. Um, well, my um, immediate family, myself, my husband, our two kids, which is our first time traveling by plane with a family of four. And then my parents also um, were on the trip with us, which was a great help because we had a lot of stuff. We had to take both kids' car seats. Uh, we had a, a carry-on each, and then we had a bag for the kids, plus the stroller, the diaper bag, like oh, Kendon's backpack. <laughs> so it was a lot of stuff. My husband, he held it down. He had, we bought these, um, car seat not yeah car seat bags car seat travel bags and it's a huge bag and it's for protecting your car seat while it is um under the plane because I don't know if people think about this but you don't want to put your kid's car seat under the plane and then put your kid directly back in the car seat like that's so um before I purchased this when we traveled we used to just get like a super large a trash bag to put the car seat in before we put it under the plane but Amazon has everything so um went ahead and purchased two of those for each kid's car seat and um my husband they have like a straps like a backpack strap so he had one on each stroller pushing two um roller bags (laughs) and then I had the kids and the other bags so it was a lot but thank god my parents were there to help on the plane we had um, one kid sitting in between either me and my husband or my mom and uh, my dad. So it just worked out. Um, we got there and we went from Dallas to Tyler, Texas, which is like about a two hour drive. So Kendon enjoyed the road trip. We had a huge uh, Yukon. So everybody was comfortable. It was, it was a nice ride. Texas is beautiful. So yeah. traveling um, from Dallas there's a lot of lakes along the way and then when you get to Tyler it's more of like a country town where my grandmother lives it's the country like it's surrounded by trees and nature and she lives on acres of land so it's just like her house and then the forest (laughs) so it's so beautiful so green like I loved waking up to it every morning like it was just nice to be there that was a place that we traveled to uh, when I was a kid, so going for Christmas and summers, and so be, to be able to bring my kids back there to take photos on the same porch that I have, like photos of me their age, was like a special moment for me. And then my grandfather's truck is still sitting in the yard. Like it's a lot of stuff that's still the same. So um, it was really nostalgic to go back there. And then um, the second half of the trip, we went to visit my husband's family. Um, in Houston so uh, we did a big Airbnb there and a lot of the family from California came some of them actually drove which is like crazy (laughs) wait 
like they drove from California to Texas? Yes, because um, it was a lot of family members. And then um, his cousins, they they ride motorcycles. So they wanted to bring their bikes to ride out there because there's a big biker community in Texas as well. So um, they had like a trailer for their motorcycles. So they did a road trip, but we all got there pretty much at the same time. And um, it was so much fun just to have the whole family in one house. It was a huge house. Every family had their own personal space. And there was a pool for the kids. And Kendon got to run around and play with his cousins for, you know, the rest of the week. And uh, we just laughed and talked. And one night we stayed up to like 5 a.m. So (laughs) it was having a good old time. Yeah. So it was just really fun. And I just love that I'm so comfortable with his family. Um, it really makes a difference in the marriage, I feel, when the the families get along. So like he's comfortable with my family, I'm comfortable with his family. So we just had a really good time. And I'm grateful for those memories, you know, with the kids and just to look back on, took a ton of pictures. I vlogged it. Um, hopefully I got enough vlog footage because we were literally having a great time. So um <laughs> yeah, check that out. I was watching one of your uh, vlogs over the weekend I really enjoyed it it was your wine fest I was like oh, oh this is something yes I'm a little behind on posting the vlogs because I have so much footage and my computer was giving me trouble with the storage so I'm almost done with the New Orleans vlog um so I'm gonna be, gonna be cranking them out but yeah we had a great time and then this past weekend was another friend's birthday so literally three days after getting back from Texas um uh, I went to LA for one of my really close friends' birthday, and we celebrated with her, went to dinner at Mastro's, went to brunch the next day at this place called Kai's Table. It's a Black-owned restaurant, downtown LA. Um, It was a really great vibe, great music. Um, The food was good. The service was good. I know they had some bad reviews about the service, but I had great service. We had a great time, and they have beautiful, like, murals painted. It's just a whole vibe, so. So Kai's Table. Yeah, Kai's table, K-A-I. So that was really nice. How about you? How was your break? That sounded like a lot of fun. Um, During my break, we have really been chilling and doing like little stuff here and there. But one of the uh, best things we've done since the break is we went to the beach and it was just supposed to be like a regular beach day. Mm -hmm. And on our way there, we were just seeing this hotel that we always look at and we're like, we should stay there. And it's right on the water. So my husband was like, you know, walk to the sand and I'll check and see if they have any rooms available tonight. So long story short, he comes when he, he meets us on the sand and he's like, I got the keys. I mean, I got oh, the room wow. keys. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What a and great surprise. Like, yeah. And luckily I always pack us a whole separate outfit when we go to the beach. Mm-hmm. So we were able to play at the beach and then just walk right up to the hotel and like shower there mm-hmm. and not get all that sand in the car. Right. That's the worst part about going to the beach, especially with kids. Like, dang, I thought I washed this all off of you. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like covered. Right. And so mm-hmm. we were able to stay there and, and the room was so awesome because it was like, it was one room, but the way they set it up, there was um, a pullout bed with like a fireplace. And so mm-hmm. it felt like we were in two separate rooms, but we were in the same room. It was just nice. It, it had like nice. a few. Yeah. And the next morning we had breakfast 
downstairs on the water basically and it was just that's probably my favorite thing we've done in the past two weeks and we have a whole bunch of stuff planned this week but yeah yeah that's so nice I was looking at your stories and I was like oh that looks so nice just to wake up and look out at the water hear the ocean waves like oh yeah it was everything and I I didn't tag the I don't know if I tagged the hotel I think I didn't tag it till I left because you know it's kind of weird when people know you're somewhere where you're at yeah 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 I don't even think I put the right city (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh this is kind of weird right Mm mm-mm no, they, they said for safety measures, it's best to post like your exact location like when you leave. <laughs> yeah, like there's art, we have content from going to San Diego and Vegas. That I didn't have, I haven't even posted because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want people to know that I'm here. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's been fun. It's been fun. That's good. Yeah, summer, it feels like summer is like flying. But I mean, we've been doing a lot. So I feel like we're making about the most of it at least. Yeah, for sure. Well, Kendra, let's get into these hot topics because these topics is hot. Yes, yes, yes. First and foremost, we have to talk about the lady that was driving in the carpool (laughs) and she got pulled over and the police officer said, do you have anyone in the car? And Mm -hmm. she said, yeah. And he said, is there anyone in the back seat? And she said, no. And the police officer said, well, then there's no one in the car. And she said, yes, there is. And he said, where? And she said, I'm pregnant. I have my plus two right here. So I, I know drive. that's right. <laughs> I can drive the carpool, okay? Right, I'm growing a whole human. What you mean? What you mean? Especially with the reverse wave. What you mean, huh? Right. Like, okay, this is a life. And, yes, and she... um oh, they're, they're trying to give her a fine for it and she's trying to fight it. Mm-hmm. And so what do you do? What do you think, Kendra? I mean, I'm here for it. I hope that that this gets the laws changed and there's a whole act behind it because, listen, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wish that I had that when I was pregnant because I was driving from Inglewood to, well, where I live, I won't say where I live. <laughs> I was driving there and it was on a regular day without uh, traffic, it would be an hour, maybe an hour and 10. On traffic days or during traffic rush hour, it's going to be two and a half, two to two and a half hours. So that's each way because in the morning I was leaving at 5 a.m. And then when I was coming back, it was after five. So if I could have had a carpool, it would have cut down some time. And me being pregnant, having to pull over and go pee and like all this stuff and taking care of another human in the car, I right. would love to be able to ride in the carpool lane because I just feel like if motorcycles get to ride in the carpool lane, why can't we? I don't oh, Okay, exactly. I don't and those motorcycles will have no business in a carpool lane just causing havoc, scooting right. around people. In a way. And sometimes they just sit in your blind spot. Like, why are you sitting in the blind spot? Right. So I, I feel the lady, I'm glad she argued her point because it's true. We yeah. deserve, pregnant women deserve to be in the carpool lane. I'm here for it. <laughs> Same here. I'm all the way here for it. They should let pregnant women in the carpool lane. Yes. Kudos and to her. I hope she takes it all the way. <laughs> yeah. 
I know. I hope she takes it all the way down. <laughs> right. Okay. What else we got, girl? What's in the okay, street? So now, now, this is something that I just really had to talk about, and I'm going to run it down, okay? Okay. Because this really got me all in my feelings um, about while we were on vacation, right? Mm -hmm. um, Miracle Watts, who's in a relationship with Tyler uh, Lepley, right? Uh-huh. He's from the Haves and Have Nots. Yeah, he was Benny on the Haves and the Have Nots. <laughs> and he's on P Valley. Mm-hmm. So he's currently uh, engaged and his girlfriend, Miracle Watts, is pregnant. So mm -hmm. Miracle was on her stories and was basically talking about how she needs to work because she got to feed these kids. So even though she's pregnant, she's tired, I got to work, I got to feed these kids. She directly said, I have to feed these kids. And she doesn't and have any, she doesn't currently have any children besides the one she is carrying. Exactly. And somebody went in the comment section and said more than one, referring to like wanting clarification. You have more than one child, basically. Mm -hmm. And Miracle responded, yes, I have three kids, heart emoji. Mm -hmm. Well, what the world didn't know is that Tyler has two other children with a previous longtime girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So... Tyler's longtime girlfriend went in the comment and responded to the yes I have three kids thing that Miracle wrote and said you do you have met Leo twice and Jade once they are not your children hmm. now before I get into some clarification Miracle Watts responds to uh Tyler's baby mama and says uh this is what Miracle says back, right? Uh -huh. Miracle says, number one, I would never try to fulfill your shoes as a mother, comma, I have my own shoes to fill. Number two, as a woman and a mother, you should feel good about someone who wants to embrace your children and include them as a family. Would you prefer the opposite, question mark? Number three, I don't do internet games, comma, you have my number, Miss King. Then additionally, she asks Amber, who is Tyler's, baby mama mm -hmm. and i'm happy you can finally finally in all uppercase write me from your real ah, from your real page proud of you clapping hands emoji oh no she didn't <laughs> listen here i said okay you know hold on hold on i understand <clears throat> miracle is trying to uh miracle is trying to claim the children she's gonna be the new stepmama. i get it so i go to april's page who's tyler's ex longtime girlfriend uh-huh the world did not know that tyler had kids oh. april the baby mama or the ex-girlfriend never posted tyler's children on her page you have to like scroll through some photos on her page to see her kids she has never posted her kids like that mm -hmm. the only way you know that the lady has kids is because in her bio, she says she's somebody's mama. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> so she writes that she's somebody's mama. Two, the ex-baby mama with the two kids, she used to be Tyler's agent. And she's actually a, she has a lot of uh, actors as clients. She's, she's a 
entertainment agent. And mm-hmm. three, Tyler has not even claimed his own children on Instagram. Publicly, yeah. Publicly. He's posted the children, but he did not claim them. He just put like a heart emoji. So first of all, and guess I'm gonna let Kendra speak. I'm just real passionate about this. <laughs> first of all, how are you gonna put somebody else's kids on display? Second of all, the kids are like, one years old and like three years old and you're mm-hmm. pregnant about to have the baby so obviously you started dating Tyler when the lady was still pregnant so there's not good energy there right and so why uh, why would you think it was okay to respond to this comment of somebody asking if you had multiple children and then say you have three now you're putting Tyler under the bus and he has not even publicly said he has children um I don't know I don't know. right I know and I didn't even think about that part because I'm just thinking about the fact that she claiming this lady kids and they're not married she doesn't she barely even knows them like clearly like you said there has to be some bad blood there because whether they were together or not she was pregnant carrying their child he's dating another woman taking her on trips flying her to here and there and everywhere publicly right and from what we can see their relationship was not so public probably because he was a client of hers and it's a a lot when you're pregnant to have to see all that and I'm pretty sure I don't know we don't have the facts allegedly I don't know there could have been some overlapping there it miracle did say that there was no over, overlapping but of course she's she would that. say of that course. though yeah she would say that so yeah. i mean we don't know but we don't know allegedly, that, allegedly. whether <laughs> they were broken up or not like they were still having a child together so i'm pretty sure she felt some type of way right so for her to publicly speak about her kids indirectly you had to know that that would cause an issue so if you're trying to keep the peace and you're just trying to, you know, be that great stepmom, I feel like you would kind of leave that out of your, you know, like you said, she didn't have to address that comment. Like, and furthermore, do you really have to take care of three kids? Because they have okay. two parents. They have two parents. So, I mean, I think it is admirable that she is willing to take in these children and to see them as her own especially if she's going to be their stepmom that that's great because that shows that you know she wants to be invested in their life and that she hopefully wants to be the best additional parent in the 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 family or whatever right but that's their mama like you have to respect the boundaries and I just feel like it's out of line to talk about some, not, she wasn't talking about them negatively, but to claim someone's kids when you're still things to sort out. Like you could have left that out because it's not going to cause anything but drama, not only for between you and her, but between your man and the mother of his kids. Like if you want to keep everything amicable, I wouldn't say nothing. Yeah. Because people were saying, even people in the industry didn't even know Tyler had kids. Yeah, that's like, a whole nother, that's a whole nother can of worms that you're exposing something that they've been keeping private this whole time. So I'm just like, was it spiteful? Or did you use that as an opportunity to step on toes? Like what, what is you, happening? 
Because you obviously said that you know she has a fake account that she lurks on your page. So you mm -hmm. know that she lurks on your page. So why would you even respond to that? And two, if I was her and I made that hiccup of saying I have three kids and then the baby mama responds, I would have took that moment to take the high road because mm -hmm. you're the one in the relationship, okay? Like you're the one with the guy that used to be the love of her life, right? right. So why would you give anybody the opportunity to put something between you and the person that you're with and that and that you're currently carrying their child with like you're just giving the baby mama a chance to be like see look at you dating these young girls mm -hmm. and you don't know what you're doing and lastly uh see <laughs> <laughs> why 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 would you get pregnant by somebody and you have only met their children a total of like one and a half times like why would you start a whole family and not even know the most important people in his life well clearly she thinks she know them because she oh yeah because <laughs> she ready to feed them <laughs> Yeah, she already claimed them on her taxes. So it's like, oh, man. For me, it's just a respect factor. Like, yeah. if you, I'm, clearly I've never been in a co-parenting uh, situation, but right. I've seen it done successfully. And to me, the best way that it works is with respect. And so yeah. you have to respect everybody's role in the family. Like you're just coming in, like you need to take a little bit of a back seat until you get to know everybody. And this is a new situation. They have a one-year-old. So this is a new situation for everybody involved. And I feel like when you just coming into the situation, you kind of just have to take a, a, a step back and let them do what they need to do as parents and you support him. Like you, you be there for him, you support him, whatever he needs. And then as time gets along, everybody gets more comfortable. You discuss boundaries because everybody don't want the stepmama coming out here saying, my kids, my kids, my kids. Like, yeah, a lot. Nobody, nobody, nobody wants that. And she, and but I will give it this. Uh, Miracle is pregnant. That is a lot of hormones. Yeah. She obviously got mad that April went in her comments and blew up her spot about only meeting those kids. <laughs> right, she busted party. that bubble real quick. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Yo, kids, you ain't even you ain't even spent twenty you ain't even spent twenty four hours with these kids." Right, and and here comes the full blown child support, Tyler. And uh, <laughs> so we'll see. But oh, and I was gonna say, Miracle is obviously pregnant with hormones, but April is one-year-old postpartum like right and it's a lot of feelings involved like I said yeah. like there's gotta be I don't care if they were broken up or whatever there's always gonna be some type of feelings involved when the man you have two children with has moved on and is having another child so yeah. not to say she has to walk on eggshells around her but if you want everything to be good and to be able to claim these kids and to have a happy family overall, because now you're all going to be family, whether you like it or not, there's right. got to be respect there. And she took that opportunity to, you know. Yeah, and I'm not, not even going to go into the, 
I'm not even gonna go into the the reels and TikToks miracles started to make after this oh. whole drop. It was just like oh, disrespectful. Yeah, she started getting real petty with some reels, and it got ugly. You could tell she was hot. She was like, I'm like, you could tell she was hot. Yeah, that all could have been avoided. That's sad. Yeah, <laughs> Kendall, that's sad. It is. It's sad it's that people can't, like you know like. Everybody being a feelings and trying to one up people, it's like you get nowhere with that. Like <laughs> you get nowhere. Everybody <laughs> fights and then what? Now we have to rebuild because guess what? We still have to be in each other's lives. When we could have just been cool, it's like hopefully April don't want him. But if that scenario is that you don't want him, he don't want you, you moved on with your life, and we moved on with ours, we can all be cool. We ain't gotta be besties. But we can all be cool for these kids. Like, but being petty. It's a little. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. People. It's a lot. People have to. But let's get into our topic this week, of this relationship talk. Yes. And we just wanted to dive in because this has been such a hot topic everywhere mm-hmm. about women being submissive. And I just felt like people have just taken the word submissive and just ran with it. Like they're just willing to do, it's just become trendy. It's become like a trend. Right. It's something to talk about. It's something to debate about. And in the age of social media, it's like, everybody wants to have something to talk about, to, to debate about, to sit on their high horse about and prove other people wrong and all these things. But I think it is a good topic to talk about because people need clarity, first of all. Yeah, for sure. They need some more clarity on what it is to be submissive. And I feel like since both of us have been married in a relationship for a long, a good amount of time, mm-hmm. I felt like we'd probably be good people to talk about it. And mm-hmm. why this really came up is because there was an interview with Stan Booty interviewing um, Watch Jazzy. And she mm-hmm. Watch Jazzy is a um like a instagram comedian right right and so this and is, I, is a, a podcast host I, I don't know if she's a, like a, i don't know author and stuff like that yeah and shan booty she is like um like a sex expert as well yeah um shan booty's been really open about her open relationships and her sex history and her current marriage how it went from being open to now exclusive and being married and she has a second baby on the way Mm -hmm. and um she's just she's she's just good at explaining like sexual activity right Uh well watch jazzy thought it would be a good idea to go on Shambooty's podcast and be interviewed. And the backstory of it all is that Watch Jazzy is actually currently, allegedly in a relationship with Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. And it's important for us to break that part down before we get to the good stuff because Cam Newton was in a long time relationship with, and he had four children and he cheated on his, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, his girlfriend of four children and Mm -hmm. he had a baby outside the relationship and he was on a podcast and he said how he really, really regretted that, right? Like he, like that was a big mistake, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the woman of four children, she said, 
like she couldn't take that she broke up with him and now he's allegedly in this relationship with watch jazzy they've been seen at like hugged up and they've been seen at multiple places like all cuddled up and hand holding all that stuff right Mm -hmm. so watch jazzy is one of those people that's on this run about being submissive and taking care of your man and even on sham booty's podcast jazzy says i baby my man and it works for us Mm. And the comments in this thing is wild because people were like, I feel like she's doing these things in order to keep a man. Right. And I'm like, why is it always on women to feel like they need to keep a man? I know. It's so backwards. A man man that don't want to be kept cannot be kept. There's nothing you can physically do. There's nothing you can say that's going to make him stay if he does not want to stay or not cheat if he does not want to cheat yeah like it's not gonna happen like it's just is what it is and I was telling Kendra the other day how um Shaq was being interviewed and the podcaster was like so what happened with you and Shawnee and he was like oh I messed that up like I'm the one that messed that up and Mm -hmm. the podcaster was trying to get him to say something bad about Shawnee and he was like no Shawnee was a perfect wife she was a great mother she was took care of the household she took care of the kids she took care of me she was amazing it was completely my fault for ruining that relationship Mm -hmm. and the podcaster was just like trying to get him to say something bad about Shawnee or like oh well maybe this or that and he was like no bro like I messed that up she Mm -hmm. was perfect it's like you can't keep somebody that don't want to be kept like you said right she he literally said out of his own mouth she was the perfect wife and he still did what he did so and that's that's the age-old story because you know how they talk about the one that got away it's like men don't realize until that person is gone how you know ideal they actually were because they're chasing something that they're never going to be able to fulfill because they're chasing it out of whatever toxicity they have, whatever trauma they have, like they're searching for something that they're never going to find. And so men that have those type of issues, there's absolutely nothing you can do because once you fulfilled everything, their, their highest desire, they have to move on to the next person because now there's nothing to chase. Like they don't know what to do with themselves when like that, that, you know, that chase factor is not there. Yeah. So that's a good point. And um, just to bring this back, the reason why I brought up this Jazzy situation, the watch Jazzy with the Shambooty, because it started to go viral how um, she says that she was going to, in the interview, she said, you know, like she was going to be, you know, submissive at mm-hmm. any length, right? Like she picks out his clothes and she just cares for him and this and that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, even in a sexual way, Mm-hmm. and she was like yeah like whatever he wants he can have mm-hmm. and I'm like Jazzy you don't know who you're talking to Sham Booty is like <laughs> the <laughs> millennial sexologist like she goes into every crevice of sexual activity right right so Sham Booty was like okay so even in the sexual way and she's like yeah and then Sham Booty's like like in what and then Jazzy thought it would be a great idea on a podcast to tell the world that uh, Cam Newton likes to do anal and she don't to the point where she gets very explicit about their uh, intimate 
interactions mm -hmm. where she's like, yeah, it hurts. And then Shambuti's like, well, then why do you do it if it hurts? And she's like, well, I do it to pleasure my man. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, why are you doing that and it hurts you and she's like well he wants to do it and you know we've only done it a couple of times but and one time was successful um she even said something really explicit like some things happen and shambuti was looking at her like you don't know what you're talking about right right but shambuti kept it very like she kept it very like i'm not gonna roast you you're being interviewed right. You're a guest. I'm gonna let you say your truth, but you right. could tell on Shambuti's face that she was like, "That's not okay." Yeah, like, that, first of all, that's not okay, and second of all, you're talking about an act and you're being explicit about it, and you don't even know the terms of what you're using because she started to say like, "Her butt did some things," and it was uh -huh. like, "Honey, your butt didn't do that." Right. He he finished in your in your right. butt. <laughs> Shambuti was She's trying like, to. Girl, that's impossible. Yeah, yeah. Shambuti was trying to get her there to be like, you know. And so the the comment section is like, so this is what you think sub being submissive is? Like, you're just right. willing to go to this extreme of babying and pleasuring your significant other, even to the point where it hurts you. Right. That is not. And, and, and that's the like, danger. That is the danger of submitting to someone who one is not your husband. And two, what is what is he, who is he submitting himself to? Okay. So you're submitting yourself to this person who won. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but his ex-relationship, he did not marry her, right? No, I do not believe so. So he had four children with this woman. They were in a long-term relationship. And God knows what, only God knows what happened in that relationship. So he doesn't have a great track record of being someone that is worthy of submission. Or that's going to honor that submission, I should say, and that is going to, um, you know, I, I just don't understand how you can look at someone's history because their history is going to tell you who they are in, in a long term situation. Exactly. There's no way he would have four children with this woman. Four. Four, four yeah. children by the same woman being this long term relationship and never and not marry her and then come over to you Ooh. because you're submitting and you're doing everything he wants you to do and for him to not abuse that that submission like the danger in submitting to someone who is not submitting some, themselves to christ is you put yourself in a vulnerable state to where they can manipulate you they can take that take take the fact that you're so willing to do whatever for them and abuse that and exactly. not to say he will physically abuse you or whatever but the fact that he knows that you can you're going to do what whatever and whenever he wants you to do it is dangerous yeah that's and you're putting good. yourself in that position to just be used yeah like you're yeah, doing I, you something know, that is making you physically uncomfortable because it's what he wants. That is not what was intended when it said to submit to your, your spouse. Like that was not the intention. The intention is to uplift, to support, yes, to serve, but you're supposed to submit to one another. So you're, and that's all in the confines of marriage. You're not obligated to submit to a boyfriend. 
Yeah, that's the part I don't even get. Why are so many people submitting to a boyfriend? I don't understand it. I don't even understand. Like, you are single. Like, you are exclusively in a relationship, but you are single. Like, why are you submitting to somebody who you're not even married to? Yeah, I don't understand. No commitment. No real commitment. Like, okay, you're exclusive, but there's no real commitment to protect, to love, to whatever, the whole, you know, the shit. Yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole layer of things that should come into place before you fully submit yourself to, to anyone, because that's a huge deal. And it shouldn't be taken lightly because you're opening up yourself to so many things by just releasing yourself in the care of this person. Right. So, and, and, and if they're not going to treat that responsibly and they're not going to invest that same energy into you and not to say he won't, I don't know the man, but his history yeah. is saying that he's not going to do it to the extent that you are giving out and you go wear yourself ragged, baby and a man. But first of all, you messed oh. up there. You messed yep. up real bad trying to make a baby in a man because men already have some 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 ways about them to where they want to be babies in certain areas so that's naturally going to come right you saying verbally out your mouth that i love babying him and you keep saying that over and over again he's going to start acting like a baby for real and then when the times come for you to have actually have children and then you have two by children that you birth and then you have this big baby sitting over here that's not gonna help you with nothing that is gonna be you know breathing down your neck because he not getting enough attention and you giving all the attention to the kids and where's his food and where's his baba like you messing yourself up <laughs> okay you got real real bad real bad as Karisha would say Karisha right. <laughs> real bad Young Miami, real bad. Okay. So I don't know. I feel like, like, like you said earlier, just, you know, with this trending and things like that, like, I just hope people, I know people are, I know people are listening to her and like, yes, that's me. That's what I'm going to do. And you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And then once the babies come into play and it's, you don't, you, you always taking care of the baby. You don't take care of me no more. Right. And even if you don't have children, it's going to get old real fast. One thing my grandmother told me before I got married, she said, baby, don't start nothing that you don't want to do for the rest of your life. Yep. Because when you start catering to a man to a certain level to where they feel like they can't take care of their self, you're handicapping them. Like, He can't, he can't cook a meal if you're not there. He can't wash his clothes if you're not there. Like he, he, you know, he just feels like he can't do anything without you. Like that gets dangerous because you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You have to be up under him at all times. That gets yeah. very tiring. And it only goes for so long that you don't want to carry the load. Like, I mean, you don't want to share the load. Like this is 2022. It's a lot going on. There's a whole lot going on. Like you need your partner to be self-sufficient. Yes. Because you will drive yourself insane having to do everything for yourself, another person, and then you bring kids into the factor. Like already being a mom, you are responsible for yourself and however many children you have. Exactly. 
if you have three kids, you're already responsible for four lives because majority of the time, the mom is the main caregiver and we just think differently and we just, yeah, you're going to be taking care of those four kids. Even if you get, you're getting help from your husband, it's still a heavy load from, a, from a, for a mother to carry, right? Yes. We all yes. know that. Okay. Yeah. And then you have to add this grown man on top of that, that can't do absolutely nothing for himself. Girl. It's a mess. It's a mess. And, and like you said, you're setting yourself up for failure. But by the time we're talking about this, for all we know, um, they're going to be broken up because <laughs> why you go online and tell all of this man's business? I don't know. Right. Right. That hasn't claimed you. He hasn't even claimed you. Right. And let's talk about the boundaries, right? Yeah. So in a relationship, I know some people say like in a marriage, there's no limits to like what you would do, like, you know, to please your husband and things like that. But I feel like with the right man, they're not going to want you to do anything that you're uncomfortable with anyway. Exactly. But in a dating relationship, do women really feel obligated to do whatever their partner wants to do? I hope not. I really, I really hope not. I really hope not. I'm but just I'm it's not. really strange to me that I don't I don't know if she even mentioned to him that she was uncomfortable with it and he was like No, she did. Home. She did. And he said she, he wanted to do it anyway. Yeah, like she was totally open about how like she's uncomfortable with it. It hurts, it's painful, it's like it's not it. Uh, it just really makes me uncomfortable to hear and watch these type of things like I was just watching an episode of um, this show called Love and Marriage Huntsville and uh, one of the couples they were um, the wife had mentioned that there was going to be a couples retreat and her husband was like nah I don't I don't think we need no couples retreat I don't want to go to the couples retreat and she's like, why? I think it would be very, very beneficial for us. Like we can always learn something. He's like, I feel like we're in a good place. Don't you feel like we're in a good place? And she's like, yeah, I mean, but I feel like there's more, there's always something you could work on basically. Right. And so he has this whole attitude because he doesn't want to go. So Ooh. then she goes, okay, well, I'll put it on myself. Like what is something that you feel like I can improve on? And he's like, um, sex every day and she's like what I just feel like that's unreasonable for like the lives that we live I feel like we have sex pretty often like I feel like every day is excessive and right. so he's like nah he's like nah you need to commit to every day and she's like you know she's sticking to her gun she's like I feel like that's excessive and then he's like I'll tell you this I'll go on this little retreat okay. if you if every day on the retreat we have sex every day twice a day oh wow and she's like wait how do we go from twice a day how do we go from once a day to twice a day every day and he's like well if you want me to go like he's just he's manipulating the whole conversation he's not right. hearing her out he had no sympathy for it. she looked like she was on the verge of tears because of how he was speaking to her he was just speak he was just so mean about it and it was almost like, if you don't do this, then I ain't going. And then God knows what he's really going on in his mind. And I'm just like, 
first of all, this man got a problem if he's coming at her this aggressive about having sex every day. Like, yeah. what is yeah. really going on with you where you feeling this strongly about this? And sex is a big part of marriage and it's very important. But the way he was just coming at her just made me so uncomfortable because she was on the verge of tears and his facial expression did not change. He Ooh. still looked like very like, I, you guys can't see my face right now, but it was just not nice. And I'm just like, when you, I don't know the ins and outs of their relationship, but just the way she, I don't know if she did this because they were on TV, but the way she pulled back and she was just like, okay, she had this smile on her face. Like, okay, babe, okay, whatever you say, I guess I'm going to pack these bags by myself. And like, but she literally looked like her whole little spirit was broken and he did not look faced and when I feel like when somebody in a relationship is not moved by your emotion that is dangerous I get it when if somebody just cries all the time you like oh lord here she go again but he didn't even do that wow he just just looked like my point is my point and I'm not backing down and like had this strong look on his face and she was just looking like and I it just hurt my heart because I'm like she literally like just draw back into her shell and was wow. like well, I guess I'm just going da, 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 da. and I'm just like he's so mean I hate that like I just don't like that like and I just feel like this is why you have to be so careful about how you move about dating relationships if yeah. somebody is showing signs of a certain type of behavior while you're dating it's going to be that way when you get married so you just have to be very careful about how you move about and how you maneuver through dating life like and I feel like that's why it's so important not to take on this submission mantle when you're dating someone especially when you're newly dating now if you're moving into marriage and you are you guys are engaged and you guys are like moving towards marriage like yeah there are certain practices that you do need to put in place because that person needs to be a priority in your life and you need to care for them and uplift them and support them and be there for them and you know you guys are moving into marriage but when you're just dating someone and you guys are getting to know each other like Nicole said you are single Okay. And you can be com- in a committed relationship, but you're still single. You can leave at any moment. And if, if things are going left, you know, whatever. So that's why I just feel like it's important not to just give of yourself automatically to someone and just put your whole life in the hands of this person when you don't even know who they really are. And that's what um, I was feeling like. <sighs> It just feels like there's not that enough conversation about having those boundaries. But I also think sometimes when people first meet, they're so in love that they don't see all the stuff that's being packed on. And when you get a little older, you're able to kind of make better judgment calls, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's scary because all the submissive and just do as he says things are trending and and people are only seeing that part, right? Mm-hmm. And another thing, I since since you brought it up, I feel like there's such this like, ah, how do you say? Um, it's become like clickbaity mm-hmm. for guys to say like, oh yeah, I want sex every day. I feel like it's become like a 
like they don't even know why they say that like right. they just say it because everybody else says it meanwhile like if your man is really working mm-hmm. he really be tired mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and I think it's just crazy when especially people with kids will right. just get on this whole boat and it's like if you really have the opportunity to have sex twice a day every day yeah like uh, how many days would you last like and, and you know what the lady was saying um on the show she was just like I just feel like every time I come through the door you're trying to rip my clothes off and I'm just like wow but, and I'm like he probably has a porn addiction yeah he got a problem he got he a has problem. some type of a, of a d- addiction and because if if it's that permeating on his mind to where he's like not to say like you should want you should crave your spouse you should want your spouse right like, there's right. nothing wrong with that but just right. he was just giving off the vibe that and then he even said he was like it could be a quickie it could be he was trying to get it however he can get it and I, if i'm not i'm not sure but when they talked in another episode i think they already do it like four or five times a week oh wow so it's not like kids or no kids they have older children well they have one son who i think is in middle school but he's part-time with them and part-time with his mom okay but um yeah and so and they both work a lot but it's just like he just it's just like he needs like he just like he has an issue almost yeah that's what that's what it was giving off the vibe of like he just because the way she was saying like I just can't even walk in the door without you trying to break my pants down. It's just like, I don't, you know, and it's like, we could do it at one o'clock and then you, here you come at six o'clock trying to pull my pants down again. I was just like, oh yeah, he got a problem. <laughs> he got a problem. He got a problem. Yeah. Right. Uh, like, it's not like I'm, she, she was saying like, it's not like I'm not a sexual person too, but it's like, dang, right. you don't ever get tired. Like, come on. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, but yeah, you have to be careful about stuff like that. Like you just got to really know, like do your best to do your due diligence because people will surprise you no matter what you do, but you got to do your best to do your due diligence and hold your ground. If you don't want to do something like within reason, because there are yeah. some women who'll be like, uh-uh, all the time. It's like, nah, you can't be yeah. like that. All the time. But I do think it's it like two boundaries. And it's two, if that's really your goal is to just like have it every time she walk in the door, you better like come with a love language. Like you better come yes. with the- <laughs> That's what she said too. She's like, you don't even try to but warm me up first. I still want affection. I still want romance. Yeah. I still want, like I have these needs as well. And yeah. it doesn't make me feel good to just be like a piece of meat basically like she didn't say a piece of meat but in so many words you know and I also feel like in relationships there it kind of plays into like the double standard too Mm -hmm. of like okay if if he's if if how do I say it like it plays into this double standard of men always wanting to have sex and then there's also women that are like that as well yeah and but when women are like that there's kind of a double standard because there's women that are like that as soon as men walk through the door they're just jumping on them and like mm-hmm. trying to take their pants off too yeah so but we don't really talk about that side I feel like it's only on 
the men. Like there's a little bit right. of double standard within that yeah. as well. Because there are some men that have a lower, is it libido, I think? A lower libido. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure. There's definitely a double standard with that because it's a lot more women than you think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like you just have to find in, in your marriage, you have to you have to listen to each other. Like you have to be able to um, hear each other out and have empathy for their needs and wants and how they're feeling. But it's dangerous when your partner does not have empathy for you. If they're just not phased yeah. by your emotion, it's like, oh, shoot. Like, well, dang, what is really going on? yeah like you don't care about how i'm feeling like you're so focused on whatever you're going through but then again that's why you date and you're not married like mm-hmm. a lot of these conversations are married people's talk yes people that are in girlfriend and boyfriend are having these conversations that have no business having these conversations because they're still state they're still dating like you're still getting to know somebody y'all yeah. have a marriage talk with somebody you met six months ago, not marriage talk like, oh, about wanting to get married, but y'all talking about things that you do within a marriage and bringing that into a six month relationship is not necessary. Like you're skipping over all the steps you're supposed to take to get there. Like you need to eat, you need to learn this person. You need to see if you're going to be able to get to that level of, of who are you submitting to? Yeah. Like, where is this man going in life? Does he know where he's going? Do he know what he's doing? Like, what are his hobbies? <laughs> yeah, what are his passions? What are his hobbies? What are his plans? What are your hobbies? What are your passions? What are your plans? Like, those are the things that you guys should be worrying about, learning about each other and spending time with each other and really asking each other those important questions to see that when the time comes, are you someone that I want to submit myself to? Who are you following? Who is your guide? Are you right. being led by God? Are you are you just out here walking blindly? Because I'm not going to follow you. Because a part of submission too is, is allowing them to lead to a certain capacity and supporting their vision for the family. But yeah. bro, if you don't have no vision, how am I supposed to? It, you know what? Like what? <laughs> When you said that, it brought up the thought in my head of there's, especially in Generation Z, there's all this talk about like, oh, we don't need to get married. Married is, getting married is such a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how is marriage just this piece of paper? But you guys be like six months into a relationship submitting and making mm-hmm. these decisions and like, what? And it's going to be like, the same people. I hope that the people that don't want to get married, that's your business. But yeah. I hope you're getting your paperwork in order. If you are buying homes with these people, if yeah. you are in a relationship 10 plus 20 years, I hope you have some type of uh, medical paperwork lined up and all that stuff because if they get sick or something happens you have no rights to nothing you don't make any decisions you can't tell the doctor the doctor can't tell you nothing like there's a, there's a lot of nothing nothing, nothing. A, a family member that ain't talked to him in 30 years has yep. more rights than you do right so you know why you talking about this piece of paper? It's a very important piece of paper. There's a lot of things that come along with it. So if you're building a life with someone, have your stuff in order. 
ain't gonna tell you what to do. I ain't gonna tell you what to do with whether you want to get married or not. But how your business in order? Because you're gonna be in for a rude awakening. Yeah, and I feel like because the Kardashians are so popular and none of them marry their spouses. Well, Courtney just did, and I guess mm-hmm. well, you know what I mean. Yeah. They like. I feel like people are just like, oh well, I just said like a lot of times. Sorry. People are just like, oh, you know, we can yeah. just be together and live this thing. But in actuality, it's like the Kardashians got their paper together. Yep. <laughs> They're in a whole don't don't first of all, don't live your don't, life like them. They're yeah. in a whole different tax bracket than all of us. Like okay. <laughs> there's certain things they can do that we just cannot do. Okay. Let's just be yeah. honest. <laughs> Okay, exactly. So you got to be careful uh, following anybody's lead that you do not know personally. Like we don't really know the ins and outs of these people's lives. And even the people that are, you know, championing a certain type of way of living, it's like, okay, but I don't know you. I don't, you don't really share anything personal about your life. We don't even know of what you're saying is true so yeah. you have to be careful about what you're taking on and living your life like that like sometimes you need to go back to your roots and go to the stuff that makes sense like really sit back and think about it if it don't add up should you really be following like someone who is submitting themselves to a man who couldn't commit to a woman that he had four kids with Ooh. Like that's crazy. It don't make like, sense. Like that's it, crazy. It doesn't add up. Like it doesn't. Whoa, add up. that's we crazy. All, we all like to think we're so different, but people are people, and they be peopling. And so, if this man, <laughs> if, if this is who he is, it's who he's going to be with everyone. Now, right. I will say that the right woman can assist the man into being who that who they're you know, their purpose and who they're supposed to be. Like when that connection is, is that powerful and it's supposed to be that way. And it's, you know, ordained to be that way. I feel like men can change and things can happen and they can become their best self with the right person. I do believe that, Mm -hmm. but there's certain things that it's like, sis I don't know that's that's a stretch so just protect yourself a little bit better and make sure you know what you're getting yourself into like I said if there's a a full commitment there on both sides and you feel like this is something that somebody that you're ready to submit yourself to cool but don't do it out of obligation because you want to keep them you think that serving them cleaning up after them pulling out their clothes greasing a scalp is going to keep them you're sadly mistaken. Sadly. Sadly. Okay. And that's that on that. Okay. And that's it. And I feel like we've seen it time and time before. And I just feel like people just don't really want to open their eyes up to see what is going on. Like it's right. You want it away and you like to feel like you're an exemption. And sometimes you yeah. are, but some things are just too, you know, too far. You have like, been proven, you know? It's kind of crazy to, to it's actually, it's really crazy to think to submit to somebody who just had a baby on somebody they have four children with. Like, that's wild. Right. That's wild. No, that's really wild. But yeah, it's like, you're reckless. Like, you're reckless. <laughs> you're irresponsible. What, <laughs> what do you think about the hierarchy of the situation because I've been seeing people when it comes to relationship talk about 
um, like, whose plate do you fix first? Right. You know, like, the, right. people have these conversations like, uh, you know, you better fix your man's plate first or do you fix your kid's um, plate first? And it's so petty, but I'm interested to see yeah. what do you think about that? I just feel like it's different for everyone. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like as a, a mom, it just depends on your household. Like for me, sometimes yeah. my kids eat first. Sometimes we all eat at the same time, but we like to get the kids out the way. Like we like to make the kids plate, let them start eating because they take forever to eat. And then, you know, we sit down and eat together as well. We all eat as a family, but by the time we really start eating, the kids are off playing or whatever. We have small children. So I feel like it just depends on your household, but there's never been a thought in either of our minds of like, you better make my plate first. Like my husband is just <laughs> not like that. Like he will be in there helping me make the kids plates. Like, but I usually tell him like, I got to sit down, you know, but you know, he'll be over there monitoring the kids while I'm preparing our stuff. And like, we just work, we, we really work as a team in our house. Yeah. And so I feel like when you have that team mindset, it just doesn't even matter. Like if the kids are screaming, there's no way I'm going to be like, nope, I got to make your daddy plate first. Sit down and be quiet. <laughs> like they, they don't understand that they're two and five. Like, yes, I do feel like you should show um, your kids how, you know, reverence their father and things like that. But Child ain't paying attention to that. All they care about is that we're all here eating together, laughing and talking. So yeah. I say when it comes to the whole plate making thing to each their own, I, I feel like it's a pointless conversation though, because you're going to do what you want to do in your household. And if your man is not okay with that, he'll voice his opinion. And whether you care or not, you'll switch it up. Like that's where I'm at with it. <laughs> okay. So Listen, when I first met my husband, we had talked about this whole plate situation. Uh -huh. and we were kids. We we're 18 and 19 years old. Mm -hmm. And he was like, all the women in my you know, family, they always make like your auntie or your, your the, the women that always make their husband's plate. And I'm yes. like, okay. And I would, I would always be like, okay, yeah, like my mom always makes my dad's plate. I, mm -hmm. I don't know if it was first or not, but she'd always right. make his plate. Mm-hmm. But we were 18 and 19 years old. And so I was like, yeah, so I'm not going to make your plate. Like, I'm hungry too. Like, don't don't you want to, like, pick how much you want of each thing? Like, right. I was like, I don't understand why you would want me to make your plate when you looking at this food, this my mama's food, this ain't your mama's food. You might look at something and, you know, that might be my favorite thing that I eat here. And mm -hmm. if I load that up on your plate and you don't like it mm -hmm. now you in my mama's house you're gonna have to eat this whole plate because you don't want to throw it away and be disgusted like why would I do that to you when you could make your own plate now that's a whole nother conversation making the plate is a whole nother conversation yeah and I was like he was like um you know it's just like tradition. So he was at first really weird about making his own plate, but mm -hmm. I think at, by the end of it, he was thankful that he made his own plate because he could pick how much he wanted. Yeah. You know? But yeah. once we got married, I had already, already had that experience of him eating my mom's food. Mm -hmm. And I felt more comfortable like making his plate because we were married. We had a commitment and 
he had tried my mom's food, I had a better gauge of what she nice. made that he liked. And like, that's the whole point of dating. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, so for me with the whole making the plate thing, I, um, it was something that I had to get used to when we first got married or first started like dating too. So the first time he came to my family's house for Thanksgiving, I believe I made his plate. Yeah, I definitely made his plate because my grandma and my mama would have been like, girl, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, but I always would ask him ahead of time, like, okay, so you want da 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 I would tell him, like, you, you know, and we were, like, at a big family function where it wasn't, like, just my, you know, my grandma, aunties and stuff. Oh, okay, like, yeah. Other people would be like, okay, you don't want to get none of this. This is okay to eat, you know, da 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 <laughs> you know, and so... um. I think it just depends for us with the whole plate making thing. When it was just the two of us, I would make the both of our plates unless it was like we were somewhere and it was a buffet situation and we had to hold drinks and like all that stuff. Like we would just stand behind each other and make our own plates. But at my family's house, I definitely make his plate. I still make his plate. Um, but sometimes if I'm making the kids plates and stuff, he'll get up and make his own plate or he'll help me make the kids plates, and then we'll make our own plates or, you know, it's like not a, a, not a thing, but at home, I always make his plate. Yeah. And see at home, he always makes my plate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because he cooks. Yeah. Cause he cooks because showering them and making sure they ate and stuff like that and I've seen that too like my one of my friends her dad is like a chef so he does the majority of the cooking so he always made his wife's plate because he cooked the food you know but it's funny because go ahead I said, and he know what she like. And, and sometimes, most of the time, she eating off his plate anyway. So he'll just pile up a bunch of food on his plate and they share. Like, you know, so uh-huh. everybody's dynamic is just different. She's this- spoiled though, too. <laughs> yeah. Every, that's lately, my husband's just like, Nicole, you're just spoiled. You're just spoiled. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> that's what it is, too. My other auntie, she said, her husband used to do the same thing, like always make her food and make her play and the whole night, you know, so. But, and people in relationships spoil each other in different ways. Right. But, um, yeah. but I was, um, I was thinking to myself, like, in the beginning of our relationship, if uh, if I would have just took on the place that, oh, I'm just going to make your, I'm just going to make your plate and I'm just going to make the plate, he would have never been able to, like, not make his own plate, but I felt like by him making his own plate, when I make it, he mm-hmm. feels like he just appreciates it so much. So, like, yeah. now now with the fountains fa- and sometimes like like you at the family gatherings he'll be like no no I'm, I'm gonna make my um I'm gonna make my own plate because he kind of sees something that he want or this and that yeah yeah and there's three kids so it's like okay I totally get it and sometimes he'll let me sit with the kids and he'll just like I'll make you your plate yeah and, and so, I love that I love that it's just, I, oof, I've, it's seen, balance I've seen scenarios where the man will literally just sit there the, yeah. the mom will be wrangling the kids trying to get the kids ready trying to get them settled and getting everything and he's chilling like yeah. with three kids she's doing everything by herself it, it just drove me crazy to where I had to I felt like I had to step in and help her but I was just like uh-uh like no like uh uh-uh. like it's a partnership 
at the end of the day, it's a partnership. And it's like, aren't you hungry? Like, everybody hungry. Like, let's eat. <laughs> let's eat, okay? By the time I done made everybody's plate and stuff, and then it's like, and my husband too, he will wait for me. So like, yeah. if I am getting everybody's plates and stuff, he'll wait for me before he starts eating. It's something we just be tearing that food up and they don't even know if the, the wife ate or not. Like, you know, like well, dang. Like, you got to have consideration for each other. And like, and I don't know, it's just like, that's why you do wait sometimes for stuff like that. So that, like Nicole said, like you can, they will appreciate it a little bit more, you know? Yeah. When, um, you know, they see that you're going out of your way. Because sometimes when you just do things automatically, people don't have appreciation for it because they just expect it. Exactly. They just expect it. And I was happy that I had somewhat of a, like, I just stood up for myself in that situation too. Because I yeah. was just like, I don't think, you yeah. know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's okay to take on traditions, but you don't have to. Like, you don't have to take on every tradition. Like, nowadays, like, couples are more and more, like, like equal. And, you know, it's just whatever you feel comfortable doing in your relationship. I just always say just to make sure that you're not, you're not the only one giving. You're not the only one putting out. You're you're not the only one that it's not being reciprocated, you know? So you just want to make sure that, because sometimes if you do give your all to someone like that and they take advantage of it, it can turn into an abusive type of thing, you know? Like they'll abuse it. So you just have to make sure that you are um, opening, opening yourself up to the right person, you know, just really betting, betting, those people and not just like falling so easily for any little thing just because you are you know looking for companionship like you deserve to have the person that is best for you too like you don't have to just be the best person for somebody else like you deserve to have the best person for you as well and you shouldn't have to work to for that person to keep you quote unquote like you shouldn't have to be like just throwing yourself to the fire for whatever they want like that's exactly that's not a relationship that's not a relationship and uh, i hope anybody listening to this episode that is single if you are single like don't follow the social media influencers and what they say on dating like really listen to people in serious relationships and if you need advice like really talk to somebody who's in a healthy relationship because yeah. these influencers are just behind all this talking that they do is a paycheck they trying to influence yeah. you to get a check and they're trying to sell something so it's like you just really gotta listen be careful who you listen to yep yep absolutely Find somebody that has had success in a relationship and talk to them. And, and you know, you guys can definitely send, send us in questions. If you guys have questions about anything, either that we talked about today or other relationship talk questions that you guys want us to weigh in on, you guys can um, send it to us on Instagram or you can email us. Our email is in the show notes. So, um yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We had a good time talking about this relationship talk. Yes. Um, so yeah, if you guys have any questions or want to give input, you guys can, um, hit, like I said, hit us up in the DMs or email us. 
and make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating review. We would really, really, really appreciate it. Tell a friend. If you feel like this episode will be helpful to someone that you know, go on and tell a friend. We would love to. Yes. All right. Talk to y'all next time. Bye. Bye.